Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Malshine. And... I proved to Sarah that the Friday news dump, and no, it has nothing to do with what I do after work at the start of every weekend. The Friday news dump is a real thing. Anybody who didn't listen to the past episodes, first of all, if you didn't, you're fucking crazy. We've been called the most bingeable podcast in the world on Instagram this week. So that was a huge win. So for anybody who doesn't know about the Friday news dump. The Friday news dump is when you have a news story that you don't want to become a news cycle. You want to avoid it becoming the discourse as much as humanly possible. The discourse would be what happened with the slap. It's been, it was, you know, two and a half weeks, but obviously that's a different thing. But when you have news about someone getting engaged, married, whatever, um, sure. divorced, you do it, you, you dump that news on a Friday afternoon when all the reporters are going home for the day and you have a shot at it not dominating the world. So we saw that happen this past Friday with two stories. First one was J-Lo and Ben Affleck, once again engaged. And the second one was Will Smith's 10-year Oscar ban. That's right. I remember when you explained this to me, I thought, okay, that's kind of interesting. And I'll believe it when I see it. You know, I was waiting for some proof and boom. We got mm-hmm. that proof. Like it was like literally like clockwork, 5 p.m. Friday. I sent Molly both of the links to that story and I was like, oh my God, you're really right. No, I sent them to you and I told you that I was right. No, didn't I send them to you and tell you that I was? Okay, we're going to save that for next Friday afternoon. It was. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we're not going to make a story out of it, but. I was the loser who was like, see, I'm right. I'm a Capricorn oh, son. But I do think that I, I hard stand you. I think I hard stand you. You did. Yeah. To your credit. I, I, you were it was, like, to the point I like, it was such a good thought that I actually wanted to like take it as my own. It's, it's like what we were talking about last week. With like, like, did I write that joke or did you write that joke? It's like sometimes our memory just plays with us and uh, it's hard to know what was your idea or what was Molly's idea when everything about the Space Trash podcast is just so holistic. Mm-hmm. Mind, body, soul, Molly, Sarah, news briefs. Speaking of did I write that joke, did you write that joke? It <laughs> was so real this week when my coffee tweet went viral. I don't. I don't understand the internet. I know. Well, the most mundane things go viral and you really can't control it. I mean, it's been my job to make things go viral for about seven years. Yeah. And I get paid for it and I'm good at it. And my batting average is probably like, I don't even want to say what it is, but it's not high. 
Like, okay, I thought you were going to go the other way. Like, I don't want to brag, but it's like, no, Capricorn to Capricorn, we obviously want to brag if we could. But the point is that, like, okay, so if anybody doesn't follow Molly on Twitter, go do that right now. She's got a lot of great tweets that oftentimes get four likes, two likes. I crack the double figures a couple times a week. My point is, the other day, for contrast sake, let's, you know, start low and then hit them with the stats. She posted a picture of a tiny iced coffee. To be fair, it, it, it is tiny. I mean, that is jarring. jarring. I mean, it looked like it was for a dollhouse. It was like a dollhouse-sized coffee. And she just made a comment like, LOL, London, your coffee is too small. So it was something along those lines. And every time I went back to Twitter to get notifications, updates, or whatever, because I really only follow Molly and have notifications on Molly, I couldn't believe that every time I went back to the tweet, it was like it, it was like 15,000 at first. And then it was like 50,000. And then it was like... 95,000. What, how many, how many likes are you at now? Have you looked? I think 110,000, over 110,000. Unbelievable. Huge success. Congratulations, Molly. You went viral. Thank you. Well, I've been beating this drum that London coffee culture is problematic for a very long time. So it was only a matter of time before someone finally listened and freaked out along with me. And I'm just happy that a hundred thousand people did at once. Here's what happened. Here's why it really, why the ball really got rolling is because Josh Gondelman responded to it and he has a lot of followers and he's like pretty beloved on Twitter. Wow. Interesting how we all evolve together and you never know who's going to end up being the quarterback at the end of the day. And it's like, Gondelman, thank you for throwing that, throwing that pass. We made a touchdown and that coffee tweet set the world on fire. Yeah. So, okay. Do you want to hear about why coffee is so weird here real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why is it so small? Why is it so small? I think it has to do with capitalism because the U.S. is like a post-capitalist hellscape right now. It's like late capitalism. Everyone is diagnosed with ADHD. It's You can just get speed from the doctor so that you can work harder and right. make more money right. for your boss, not even for yourself, for your boss. Like right. the fact that kids in school, they're like, oh, this kid doesn't fit into the system, so they must have a disorder that needs to be medicated. Like – that's not happening in Europe, really, wow. to the same extent. I feel like they're afraid that if the kids, all, they had like a whole generation of kids on speed, there would be no chance for the monarchy. Well, yeah. I, well, they just don't need to be on speed because everyone's on, everyone has health care and the work-life balance is so much better. Like you just don't need to be that much of a cog in the machine. Like I think if you're a kid in Europe, you have to literally like pull your pants down and take a dump on the carpet to get medicated in school. You know what I mean? Like you used to take a Friday news dump. Friday, I'm just going to say a Friday 5 p.m. news dump. That's hilarious. Okay. So basically people are so, just okay. not as caffeinated in general. Nobody's up. Exactly. So in the U.S., when you run out of Adderall, what do you do? You call your connect. No. You get a cold brew the size of your thigh and you slam it as quickly as you can. Right. So they don't have that need here because they're just not as go, 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 go. They're not as hustle culture. I don't know. People are just humming at a little bit of a lower frequency. Mm -hmm. Another part of it is their coffee culture in general is espresso based. So most coffee shops... If you go in and say, this happened to me in Belfast, I said, can I have a large coffee? And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, medium roast? And she was like, what? And I was like, a large coffee, just a coffee. And she was like, yeah. And she was like, "Uh, Americano? And I was like, no, Americano is bullshit. That's not real. 
Americans don't drink Americano. It's a myth. I know. It's so poorly I, named. I've always thought that. I've been like, wow, are they like mocking us with this name? Exactly. Well, Can here's Americano? the- 30 of those, please. Right. The theory of why Americanos exist is because, and this isn't proven, it's just a theory, is because of American soldiers who were stationed in Europe in World War II, they would get the espresso and pour water into it to make it taller, to make it feel more like a regular coffee. Oh my God. Actually, you're really hitting, you're actually hitting on a big nerve in Europe because this, they've been, the Americans even then were like, this is not a coffee. I need a whole cup full. Exactly. So that's what an Americano is. It's like pretending to be normal filter coffee. So, so they don't have, they call it filter coffee here, our coffee. And when you say coffee in the UK and in the rest of Europe as well, what you're talking about is the coffee family. You're not talking about one drink. You're talking about lattes, cappuccinos, espressos, Americanos, and flat whites. What's a flat white? Also, can you hear my mother screaming? A little, but it's, you know. Charming? Yeah. So it's, 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 um, diegetic music. We're film (laughs) students. That's right. It's diegetic music. This is just adding to the actual, uh, to the scenescape that is this audio piece. The mise en scène. Yes, exactly. We, you really feel like you're here in the basement with me today. Yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah, that's, so they, because they are espresso based. There is no large coffee cup over here. If you go to Starbucks half the time and you're like, can I just get a large coffee? They're like, oh, we didn't brew any coffee today. So we'll just do an Americano. And then you have to be like, I don't want an Americano. That's not what I want. They don't even brew the coffee. Do you hear what I'm saying? For any of you Brits listening, the truth is in America, it's a free-for-all. It's somebody's job to just walk around to every table and refill every coffee cup from the actual pot because people can never get enough. Right. So here it's all about lattes and espressos and it's not just the filter. And so when I was in Belfast that one time when I realized something was deeply wrong, Bell slow. I asked her for the coffee and she was like, oh, like latte, Americano, what do you want? And I was like, no, you know, like a brewed coffee. And she was like, what is that? And I was like, it's, it's stronger than espresso, but it tastes milder and you get more of it. And she was like, that sounds amazing. And I was like, I know. I want to move to the UK and just like influence their culture. Like one coffee shop in the UK doing regular ass coffee might blow the fuck up. Big no, cup for everyone. They already have Starbucks and they've rejected the, the brewed coffee. All this to say they're they're used to little baby cups because it's espresso. espresso. Yeah. It's not a KFC bucket of <laughs> coffee, which is what I wanted. So I live in East London, which is like Williamsburg, Bushwick, Lower East Side of London. It's like Ooh. hoity-toity hipsteryville. So all of these coffee shops are supposed to be like the gold standard of coffee shops in the UK, you know? Because we're in like douchebag central. So I go to this coffee shop. I mean, every coffee shop in my neighborhood is like this. There's only one size of cold brew and it's $4.50, which is like six American dollars. And it's a Dixie cup. $6 for a Dixie cup of cold brew is criminal. Okay. So what happened was I took a picture of it. I tweeted it. I said, "The at London, I love you, but the serving sizes of your cold brew are unacceptable. The, the really interesting thing is this happens every time you have a tweet go viral four jokes repeat themselves over and over and over again. No one reads the replies. They mm-hmm. all say the same joke. Mm-hmm. One, again, what we were talking about though, with this collective mind, it's like you all didn't copy each other's, you didn't copy paste someone's joke and repost it. You thought it was a good one. Exactly. Exactly. So the one fair point that people made was they said, 
that's because we don't fill it with a shit ton of ice like they do in the U.S. And I was like, fair point. But also it's a still problem, less. though. But also, like, don't you? I hate when there's just like a tiny little bit of like almost melted cubes left in my co- iced coffee. Like, I will add ice just to have the effect of like the the shaking of the the shaking of the cold iced coffees. Even even again, miss on scene for my own experience. Like, just hearing it makes me feel like I'm getting a little bit of a kick. It's very like Olsen twins, two thousand. Yes, yeah. Yes, but but I don't. I honestly, okay. Now this is where I'm becoming more wow. European because wow. I can't stand ice cold drinks anymore. Cannot stand. The, I always c- kind of didn't like them because I get cold really easily. Mm-hmm. But I would rather have sort of a slightly colder than room temp drink with a little more in it. And a wow. little less. So that was the only fair point people made that it's not full of ice. And I was like, okay, true. But every other thing, the one joke that kept repeating itself was, uh, this else, this sounds like an LCD sound system song. Cause that song, New York, I love you at the end of the sound of silver album. Okay. Yeah. Another one was people being like, Oh, I guess this, okay. This really has shaken me because. I thought I made up this joke for stand-up. I was doing a stand-up joke about how every time I mildly criticize London, someone comes back at me and says, at least we don't have school shootings. And now it's become a meme on the internet. And like, obviously it's not because of my dinky little stand-up joke, but everybody was sending pictures of fish with fucked up teeth and then writing, at least our school ain't a shooting range. Like with really funny spelling. (laughs) It's really funny. It's just like I, I guess for me, Capricorn Moon versus Capricorn Sun, I have the like inner rage, the inner ego where I want to be like, I am the reason for that meme. Like, it's good that you don't actually hold on to that stuff, Taurus Moon. You just want to be a little bit more comfortable in the everyday. Like, you don't even want to, like, indulge in that kind of thinking if it's poisoning your your brain. Whereas Capricorn Moon, I'm like, poison me. I was right. And it's like, yeah, I would just, I would just, I would hold a grudge forever being like, I wrote that joke. And it's like, no, I can't do that. I can't do it. It's not good for my it's not good for my health. It's not good for my system. But like, like now everyone has like a Jewish Disney princess joke. I want to be like, I wrote the Jewish Disney princess joke. Well, that's also why I'm kind of like burnt out on doing stand up because I was like, I, I would so frequently think of jokes that I then saw on TikTok or on Twitter, like three days later, you know? So I'm just like, if I'm saying I'm like working on these jokes to tell them to rooms of like 30 people, to 50 people at a time. And then other people are coming up with the same jokes some of the time and then getting like gazillions of views. It's like, what is the point of this? Why am I taking a train somewhere to do jokes that clearly aren't even that original? Like I'm good at a lot of things and like, maybe I'm just not good at thinking of stuff that's that original. I don't know. Well, I don't think it's that you're not good at thinking of stuff that's that original. I think it's that like meme culture and internet culture has added all of these like genres of it's like kind of like the fast food of comedy so it's like you know you like a burger's a burger but there's like a difference between a mcdonald's burger and a smash burger and a you know a high-end piece of sirloin or whatever right so i feel like with stand-up it's we have the idea of being like we're the sore we're the sirloin of we're the we're the meat of the comedy industry but because it's actually not that accessible because even comedy online is not even the Netflix specials are not that good. It's, it's an, it's a live art, but yeah. now because the way that we 
communicate is just so like McDonald's meme culture where it's just like have a thought, put a funny picture, and then it becomes somehow more effective than the actual juicy sirloin. It's like sometimes you do just want McDonald's, but it's like, no, actually, it's not good. Yeah, but why are we the sirloin? Says who? Because some of the really funny stuff I see on TikTok is like – it's like Chris Rock met Steven Spielberg and they had a baby. No, I'm so intimidated by it. I know exactly what you mean. Like people are really fucking funny and people yeah. have more of a platform to be funny than ever before. So like, yes, I love stand up and I will always go to a stand up show and there is something really magical about it. But like, I laugh so hard at some of these TikToks and, and, and the thing about it, I guess the reason why, why it feels like stand up is sirloin is because people consider it to be a craft. For me, it's a craft because I don't think I have enough stage presence to not spend time writing jokes. But are you doing a craft? Because you just get up there and ad lib. Well, I don't think I do. That's part of like my, my deep shame that I carry, which is like, like I am a comedian. Like, you know, they're always like, what's the difference between like a comic and a comedian, you know? And it's always like, well, I'm definitely a comedian where it's like, I feel like comics are like, writing jokes and like drinking in the back of the bar and like just want to be there to commiserate on their on like how difficult things are and and i've gotten this argument with people too who are like oh actually i think that's more of a comedian it doesn't really matter but there is always that conversation where it's like i feel like comedians are the people who like talk funny and i feel like i talk funny and i do feel like it's a craft only because i am talking pretty much all day every day since like the minute i popped out you know and so i have cultivated the skill of being able to talk funny, but I mm. feel that my stand up is a craft. I feel that I am a good comedian, if that makes any sense. I think the other reason why though we think of it as like, and it's, it's kind of interesting too, like, like, okay, so, you know, Will's 10 year ban from the Oscar. It's like, are there going to be Oscars in 10 years? Like, I think like everything is sort of dating itself. And I think why we think of it partially as a craft or as this like higher level thing is because historically pre internet, pre, pre television, Stand up was this was like going to theater, you know, like stand up is a is a high form of performance art and didn't have any other outlet. Like it eventually became television shows and or it became like funny movies or whatever. But even that's a different sort of that's a different skill set. But stand up for a long time was this thing where it was like, what? I remember when I even first started doing stand up, people would be like, you're so brave. You're so brave for getting up there and doing stand up, right? Like it was something that we revered. And it was like, we look back at the greats and we have Joan Rivers and this, you know, and we watch Maisel, like it's some magical thing. And it's like, actually now it might be the lazier form on some level of comedy because actually to, to do TikToks or to make memes actually is a, it takes time. It's digital art. And it is, I, and, I think it's easy. I think it's hard. And you need fresher material. Every single day you need fresh material. I know, Whereas I, with stand up, you can kind of hone, you can hone the same material over and over again. And I always hated when people would say I was brave because I was like, you're supposed to say I was funny. If you're saying I'm brave, totally. <laughs> if you're saying I'm brave, that means that I did not have the effect that I wanted. Right. They're like, wow, I could never do that. Just stand up there and bomb. You're exactly. Brave. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it is all different skill sets. It's like like right in the beginning of when influencer culture sort of got up and running, there was this agency. I don't remember what it was called, but they were a content studio that was trying to take – they were taking all the biggest YouTubers and putting them in feature films. And the films were like direct to – 
streaming, but they bombed every time because it's like, that's not what those kids are good at. That's like, if you take, if you have someone who's really good at cello and you're like, okay, you're going to be a break dancer now. It's not that. Right. There's a huge difference between a direct address, like single shot. I'm talking to the camera video versus a, a filmmaking. And I don't know how people tolerate those direct talking to camera videos. When people are like, this generation has no patience, I'm or no no attention span, I'm like, this generation watches people eat on YouTube. Have you ever no. heard of a mukbang? You right. have right. got to be so yeah. bored and so not ADHD to sit there and watch some, watch Trisha Paytas, who's an entertaining ass, person <laughs> to sit and watch her eat kfc Desi's really into mukbang or not into but it's come up a lot the only reason i know it comes up on psycho sunday sometimes because she's eating on camera all the time and she's like this is a mukbang so i've googled it and been like let me look and everything on my youtube is set because i don't want to sit and watch direct address videos either is set to two speed watching mukbang two speed is devastating it's my worst nightmare to watch one of those. It's fucking disgusting. I, I cannot. I hate. You know, I have this thing called misophonia where chewing noises trick up my my fight or flight response. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they played a clip from a mukbang and I literally almost threw my phone across the room to have those noises in my ears. That's never happened to me before. Oh my God. I was like, oh, my God, I, I just never want to go on the Internet again. When I do edit our podcast and it takes a long time, sometimes it's because like I'll notice where you can hear one of our like. And I, and no, I, don't. I hate it. Even I make the it. noise, Sarah. You have to do, take those out. That's what I'm saying. No, I mean right now you're making the noise. It's going to trigger people. Oh shit! I'll bleep it. I'll put a bleep in. <laughs> okay, you're right. I, yeah, I don't want Molly to puke listening to our own podcast. Holy moly. Oh my God, you're so right. I'm, I, well, you know, right. It's like, th- this is when it's, you know, it's like the victims become the abusers. Speaking of which, I do have a question for you and then we can move on. But the UK, not that up. I get it. How did Hitler get oh, speed? God. How did Hitler get speed? And is, do you think that the speed thing was a part of European culture and then everybody blamed the fact that Hitler was on speed? on speed and so they were like we got to get rid of this and we're not going to do coffee anymore <laughs> that guy was too up he was too hype i don't yeah. think that was why they got less into coffee but back in the day speed was used i know that speed was used to help housewives lose weight right well that was in the united states was it in in the uk I don't know. I don't know what they were doing in Germany with the speed. Well, because I know that that what I have read, because, you know, I, I am a Jew and I love speed. So it's sort of like mm-hmm. this is this is sort of my niche. And I've read that <laughs> like even in film industry and the military, similar in that they openly use speed to like keep people awake longer and they give it to people. It's like it is part of what they use to create like mega soldiers, you know, like it's, it's, it's performance enhancing. It's performance enhancing. Hitler wasn't having somebody from the U.S. send it to him low key, you know, stuffed in a fucking, you know, M&M's bag. I mean, he was getting it in Europe. So I just I do wonder if anybody knows where Hitler got his speed and, and sort of the evolution of how that happened and why it is no more. We're interested. What a great demented little interlude. <laughs> I do have something that we could I could bring up real quick. Okay. 
you know, Molly and I talk about how we're, we're production students all the time. And when Molly sent me the Pro- file, production masters, okay, based on what you're it. about to reveal, what a, you're about to reveal. I didn't get a master's. It was my original. It, I was a, my first degree. I didn't, I didn't need to go to school again to know that I was an artist. I knew right away, right away. No, but so I, so yeah, my, my undergraduate degree is in filmmaking molly has a master's degree i didn't mean you have a master's degree i meant you're a master of production oh 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 i guess i'm insecure i don't have a master's but molly does but and And then you imply but i am a master and then then you implied that i needed to go to grad school to learn that i was an artist (laughs) uh no i needed to go to grad school to leave america i was gonna say it actually was way even more it was nefarious actually it wasn't even you already were viral for emoji poop emoji but okay so um, she's like, if you guys can't see Molly, but Molly just went, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I went viral with the poop emoji. Um, but so anyway, all this to say, so last week when I was editing the pod, we had all sorts of connection issues. And so we had to keep having like different clips. And when Molly, it ended up being really late when we were done. So I was like, I'll just edit it. So Molly sends me the clips. And for whatever reason, the whole, we had a 40 minute clip that the track didn't mix and it was only Molly's voice. And so I was like, what am I going to do? And I was, I, if you guys do follow my TikTok, I only have horse girl videos trying to get Molly's attention. That's the whole thing is me just doing, I'm a horse girl and being like, Molly, are you up? Because I know that she's like on TikTok when she wakes up in the morning looking for like stories or whatever. So I'm always, did you, I don't know if you saw, but I did a horse girl trying to find you. Um, and, and again, yeah. The other day, the other day, like at two in the morning, when I was like, Molly, are you awake? Only horse girls are in this house. I was like, what's the cranial lady's name? I'm trying to tag her. Um, <laughs> that's my, so if you, yeah, if you guys are confused about my TikTok, it's literally all just my actual private um, conversation with Molly. I'm just trying to get her attention and it's just horse girl. And everybody should check out horse girl and make videos about it. It's fucking great. And I want to say also, side note, Molly, while I was making my horse girl video, when I clicked, because I'm sort of just getting to know TikTok, when I clicked into the audio, I want to say congratulations to you. So many horse girls are making duet videos and horse girl in no house videos. I know. It's so cool. really, it's a craze. I and, put my TikTok on um, private because it's so stupid, but I think I need to deprivatize because. Yeah, man, you're the originator of horse girl. I know. I, I haven't you're checked a horse in a while. Girl, bitch. How many people have used it? Really There's cool. 112 now. That's Isn't cool. That, but it's like it's like it is a random sound clip from a like you know they don't know that the coffee cup girl is horse girl girl. I mean now we should underneath it make a horse girl coffee video. And now we could really be onto something. But either way, I was really proud mm-hmm. of you. I was like, wow, there are girls that are just like relating to this song that don't know you that are that are using this as their audio and to, to define themselves. So I thought, good job, Molly. So fucking rad. But so fucking ride. No, that's thank you. Ride. Still didn't make any money off of it yet 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 but um anyhow i was like okay sarah put your pedal to the metal you are a production graduate what are you gonna do so first i recorded 15 minutes of room tone and then i sat here in my parents basement so if you actually sound like it sounds like i didn't i did if it sounds like i'm slightly whispering it's because it was two in the morning and i literally we need to we we need to explain better what you're talking about. Last week when we recorded my Wi-Fi, something it was on the fritz, and basically what ended up happening is somehow the final track of us talking about something. Kim Kardashian. It was Kim um, K, and finally getting to the housewives and who we think we should cast. Yes, only my track went through. Sarah's track did not record, so Sarah decided in the dead of night to 
pretend she was still talking to me and she added in her side. Yes. And, and she wrote, she, she punched up her jokes. Yep. And so, yeah, we haven't even talked about it. So I wanted you to notice number one, if there was room tone, number two, that, that punched up the jokes, but I had a misstep that I want to correct now. Okay. So room tone for the uninitiated, for the non-masters is when you're shooting something on video or audio or whatever, you always record like 10 seconds of no one speaking and no one doing anything so that if you do have to overdub the vocals later, you can put that underneath it so that it doesn't suddenly go silent on the part that you're dubbing. It's also so you can't hear the change because like the background right now, like there's a little bit of laundry going, there's a little bit of, so I recorded a whole, I actually didn't do 10 seconds. I did like 15 minutes. I can't believe you did that. You totally could have just not done that. The filmmaker in me was bothered. That's like my version of chewing is like they didn't do room tone. It's the easiest thing. So I did. I was. I just want to. I was so proud though that I thought to do room tone because I was like, wow. I like it wasn't that degree wasn't for nothing. I am a fucking producer, and I thought I punched up the jokes. I wanted you to laugh while you listened. My one misstep. I clearly don't know what you meant by Cat Marnell is Carol Raswell. So I would like to know why Cat Marnell. And I don't remember if in the original we talked about it, but I want to know in what way. Cat Marnell would be the Carol Raswell of the Housewives franchise. Oh, there was also something I said that you misinterpreted. I can't remember what it was, but Cat wrote a memoir. That's why. That's the only reason. Oh. And she's like cool in downtown, like Carol kind of was. Oh, in okay, the show. got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I know what you mean. There was something that I don't think I misinterpreted. I think I ignore it to get to the end. Yeah, or it was a fact check or something. Just if anyone listened to it and heard that we got something slightly factually wrong, it's because of the internet. Yeah, and and I was like low key. 3 a.m. little bit tipsy trying to do heavy production work for this podcast. <laughs> do we need people to know that? Britney Spears seems to be pregnant. Her PR reps have not confirmed it yet. Uh, I don't think we should say it yet, I, but, but it see, everyone's running with it. They're reporting it like it's news, but her post was so confusing, Ma. I really love how she just posts like um a Louisiana Facebook mom. She just is like stream of consciousness, yeah. everything under the sun. Tons of punctuation in places where you would never put punctuation. Yeah. And, and then like, like a, like a beach umbrella emoji next to <laughs> a sentence about her conservatorship. It's yeah. And that's like calling she, someone scum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love um, it. Anyway. Like, okay. Yeah. It's great. And it's, it is sort of, it's almost like a voicemail. Like, obviously, people don't leave each other, like, friend voicemails anymore. But, like, if you and I were to leave each other voicemails, that's literally what it would be like. It would be like me me being like, yo, oh, my God, you're not going to believe this. I'm pregnant. These scumbags tried to get me to blah, blah, blah. And then this happened. And, okay, anyway, uh, beach, umbrella emo beach umbrella emoji, peace out. Like, that, it's like a voicemail that well, was transcribed. That's exactly right, Molly. That is such a good com comparison. And so then when Sam, the, the fiance, also no one knows if they're married or not. She keeps calling him her husband. Um, but there's no record, but they've also been on vacation. They're on vacation every day. So maybe they got married in another country. But then she also sometimes still says fiance. I she don't think she has. No, she has. I noticed it specifically. She doesn't always say husband. Some every once in a while she'll throw in fiance, which it is all a bit confusing. We're, we're not actually on the other line of that voice note and we haven't been having shorthand combos with her. So we don't know her right. inside jokes with herself that she maybe thinks the world is, is up on. So then Sam posts a 
fan art of like Nala and Simba and Mufasa basically it's like this because he always calls her a lioness it's cute but he posts this this picture of lions with a lion cub and he was like i am preparing for i'm so happy to be preparing for fatherhood it's the best job in the world and i'm like okay well nick is also preparing for fatherhood i was gonna say it's still vague we know that they're Mm -hmm. preparing for child child rearing but it's not the same as saying my wife or fiance depending on which joke they're in that day is pregnant right and the the post, though, was so weird because it's almost like she's f- fucking with us. First of all, she's never looked less pregnant. She looks like tiny, teensy tiny. And then she's like, my yeah, but you, don't show, you don't show until you're like three, four months. Okay. So I happen to think astrologically, if she is pregnant, she's three months pregnant, if anything. But either way, yeah, I guess she wouldn't show yet, maybe, but... That, but, but she was talking about it like she was showing. That's what was so confusing. Cause she's like, my, be- I lost so much weight and now my belly is big. And Sam is like, it's a food baby. And I'm like, LOL, no, maybe there's two in there. And it's like two food babies or two babies. Yeah. What are you talking she, about? She said her stomach was big. That's what I'm saying. It, that isn't her stomach doesn't look big. And we do know what she looks like because people are still shooting her and she's posting herself. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm glad we're on the same page with this. Why put food baby in the conversation if you're pregnant, actually? Because it's literally me leaving you a voicemail. Right. It's like her being like the funny story. So I I thought maybe I was pregnant and Sam said, no, you're not pregnant. Right. right. She was like right, dictating a story that should have been funny to a friend. But either way, there is if that was you leaving me a voicemail, I would be like, ha 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 ha. But wait, low key. Are you pregnant? Right. And it's so weird too because it was so confusing. And then it was like all of the stars, and then the and then the news, the big news. Kevin Federline writes on the post, you know, congrats. <laughs> and then oh, and then the six is yeah. Everybody said something. Justin said something. Everyone's like so happy for you. You're gonna be a great mom. Whatever. whatever. She's starting mom, but okay. And then um, and then I'm looking at the the page six, you know, updates for the day before we pod. And then it's like Brittany, Brittany is pregnant, as if that was fact but i don't see any actual factual information where that is confirmed including both of their instagram posts right the the reps have not said it yet yeah so what do you think's going on i don't know i mean one thing that could be possible is that she could be so extremely early that you wouldn't announce it yet but she just kind of went rogue because she and just wants everyone said, to know that she's making her own decisions right and and maybe that's why the reps are like well let's like wait a minute here you know what i mean yeah. um but but yeah, I, I really don't know. You just can't know. And I mean, everyone obviously wants her to be because she said in her deposition that was so horrifying yeah. that they forced her to get an IUD and they wouldn't t- let her take it out. But then the other thing is like when you get an IUD out, it's hard to conceive for a while after like that. five years, they say. What? Said no. Three to five, I think I've heard – I think that's part of why I didn't get one a long time ago. I might be right wrong, but I do know it takes a long time. I feel like when I went to have that consultation, they were like – Okay. Tell me. I, f- I fact-checked it. It says um, fertility can return immediately after IUD okay. removal, so we're wrong. Even that's vague, though. It's possible. It's also possible to get pregnant when you're on it. I had a friend who took two Plan Bs and still had the figuring baby. You know? It's like, oh my god, did you see that one like a year or two ago when the baby was born clutching the IUD in its hand? Holy fucking shit. Like, no. like a little seagull. Oh my, that is horrifying. 
I will. Yeah, I will never get an ID. Mm. It sounds like it hurts so bad. I would never. And I said I will get I this. I will get an IUV when men start shoving copper rods up their dicks. That's when I'm getting an IUD. I stand with Molly. So, and now I'm looking page six. They said, this was seven hours ago. Britney's reps didn't return a request for comment. Still. They don't know if she's pregnant. I think it's confirmed that they both are preparing for parenthood. Whatever that means in terms of, is she actually knocked up yet? We don't know. We literally do not know. And she's eating good. In the neighborhood. Right. 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 Every day has been a vacation since this conservatorship ended, which is great. Like, deservedly so. As it should be. Right. Like, th- so glad for her for that. But it is a little bit like, you know, Brittany, you know, as somebody who has a mother who sent a lot of mixed messages, I worry. What do you, what do you mean? That, that post, like, like, look, she does deserve to be out of the conservatorship for sure. That also doesn't mean that she's of super sound mind. When you read her posts, they don't fully make sense a lot of the time. My mother's also dyslexic. Her texts read similar to Britney. And also my mother has this whole campaign of don't take me literally, which is extremely confusing. What the fuck do you mean? What are you saying? I... <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like okay but what is i i'm looking for guidance from mom what is the truth i'm not being literal she's so literal it's like okay but also are you pregnant or are you not pregnant Brittany? right so if i got this kind of message from my mother it would infuriate me or confuse me because i would not know what she was actually trying to say i don't again she deserves to be out of the conservatorship but i don't know if she's I don't know. I I worry for her. I would say back to that. It looks like emails that everyone's aunt and uncle sends them. Like she hasn't been really, I don't think, obviously we know she's been posting on social media for the past couple of years, but I don't think she's been allowed to really scroll. So she doesn't know the etiquette. She's posting also like a MySpace post. That was the other thing I was thinking. Like remember when like celebrities had MySpace and it, they would literally blog on it. She's treating Instagram like a blog. Okay, she's treating Instagram like a blog. Also, what you just said has has snagged me. You don't think she's allowed to scroll? She is now, but I don't think she during the controlling. Control- yeah, like I don't think she's really up on the parlance of our times right. social media wise. Right. I don't think that this post is really indicative of anything other than she's got a really wackadoo communication style on Instagram specifically. Yes. Which we know already, you know, and like, so do all. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All of our parents. So like yes. right. And it's yeah. not that she's it's not that she's that much older than us, but it's not an age thing that makes you a weird communicator on social media. It's it's whether it's how much of it you're exposed to on a day-to-day basis. It's and I don't all think all of my TikToks are just there's some horse girls in this house. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you're not learning the vernacular. I'm not familiar you're with not, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not like watching it and being like, oh, here's what someone did. I'm going to do this. Yeah. You're just kind of like letting it rip. So like if she can, if you can do those TikToks and not have people question yeah, you're uh, your fitness to, you know, drive a car or walk down or do whatever you want, then Brittany should be able to post those Instagram captions and not probably have people question where she's at. It's well, an Instagram caption. Well, and in fact, it actually might, I might be way off in that. Like maybe it actually just shows us she's way more of a mom already and ready to be a mom again than ever. Cause she doesn't sound like anything but a mom online. <laughs> exactly. That's been what I've been thinking forever. Just let her be a mom. It's been so clear since like, since the blackout era yeah. that she just wanted to hang out with her kids. Literally. Well, and that was like, I, it made me so upset when, when that whole thing happened where she had like locked herself in the bathroom with her baby, like, cause they were trying to take it away. And I, I like really understood like, yeah, it's like primal. Course, it's primal. Of course she did. She wasn't, she didn't feel that she was being deservedly treated like a mental patient. And all she wanted was to be with her child. That's her baby. And it, he was a baby. It's like, I would, t I could totally see myself going, fuck you all. I'm getting in the bathroom with my kid. And, and, and at that point too, she's Britney Spears. It's not like she's actually doing something crazy. It's like this is someone who at a time got whatever the hell she wanted. Right. So actually, final final thoughts. Do you think she's pregnant? All I can say is she didn't confirm it and neither did he and neither did her reps. Do you think the media is irresponsible for running the stories like it's confirmed? I think they're not as talented as I am. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not going to hurt anyone that people took this innocuous Instagram post at face value. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, like if, if it was a much more serious story, if it was a tragic story, if it was something more sinister, people wouldn't have run with it. It's a happy, joyful story. And if it turns out we all misinterpreted her caption, it's not the end of the world. Oh. So yeah, like people didn't really do their due diligence, but neither did her parents or her aunt who was on television talking about, you know what I right. mean? I would so say like, we've actually all, we've, we've, we have as a, as a collective, we as a collective have raised Brittany in, I would say a specifically non due diligent way, except for choreography. <laughs> Nail it. I was surprised by how much coverage the Nicola Peltz Brooklyn Beckham wedding got. I know. What do you think? I mean, is it because it was so star studded? Is it because it was Beck's kids? Is it because they paid to have it that covered? Like, why, why was it such news? You can't really pay to have something covered. It's you can like pay for paparazzi, but you can't make something news. Right. If you, the, the equivalent of like making something news is having a really high powered publicist who's going to say to the, editors and reporters they're working with, hey, can you please slide in this this blurb about so-and-so so that I'll give you access to the real stars? And that's not going to be – you're not going to be able to get – like that level of coverage that this wedding got is because people thought there was a genuine public interest in it. Yeah, why did – why – Okay, you're you're a news gal. You're a news gal. You're gonna make it after all. <laughs> after <laughs> all. Okay. What is what are the editors sitting around thinking? More more pelts and becks. More pelts and be why? I don't know. I think it's just glam and like maybe Vogue just had a hole in their in their wedding coverage because a lot of it came from Vogue and yeah. it was like 
like Vogue loves a, a rich billionaire wedding. What can I say? It's just, they just love it. And it was superstar studded. It did look like a, a, a wonderful event. Did you watch? Well, not did you watch? You sent me the video of the body language body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that video, it was actually illuminating for me, not in terms of what he was saying about their body language, but in that like, maybe he doesn't just hate Meghan Markle, although he did focus on them at the beginning of the video for about like three minutes too long, but he's just a hater. He uh, he might hate women. He's like, first of all, he spends the first. So, wait, let's explain. People okay, yeah. might not know who Body Language Body, body is. Body. He, he's a recurring character on this podcast. We're like, sure. sort of obsessed with him. I, we got to get Definitely. him on the pod. Let's. I'll reach out to him. I tried to get him on the Us Weekly pod, but he wouldn't do it. He was like, oh, at first he was receptive, and then he was like, I actually don't have time or something. Don't have time. What are you doing? Other exactly what you're, we're seeing you doing. <laughs> you know he he's he didn't need us well yeah but that's it, it didn't need us. Just, i wonder if he's even in any conversations with other people like he is the exactly we're talking to when we're talking about like direct address youtuber i wonder if he has any people in his life he's got to he's so sweet he's like a no but he, he's is he though is he though I think he is. I think he, okay. So body language body. That's not his name. His name's body Jesus and Rikiro. Body language guy on YouTube. I think he yeah. goes by the body language guy. Yeah. He does go by the body he language guy. Everybody but, as welcome body language bodies. Yeah. So he, he posts these videos where he analyzes body language between famous people and the, he uses this really like dramatic music and he, and he does these little freeze frames. And then he, he talks about like what conclusions you can draw from these people's relationships. <laughs> and like, he's basically 99% of the time focused on Megan and Harry and how she's like actually a closet sociopath yeah. because sometimes she grits her teeth in public. <laughs> right. Or like, cool. He did a thing too on empathy where it was like, look, her reaction wasn't immediate empathy. And it's like, all right, she's an actor, man. Like, give her a minute. <laughs> and also, like, she's probably nervous. Like, he doesn't ever allow for nerves. It's like, if you are someone who has never had this spotlight on you in your life, like, which also a lot of people who aren't from the US, like including British people, overestimate the amount of attention Megan got before she was with Harry. True. Like no one knew who she was in the US either, you know? Like she really was not well known. And and people are always like, oh, she's used to the Hollywood way of doing things. And it's like, is she No, she is a D-list working actor, feels lucky to be there. Yeah, like she wasn't like snap her fingers, get whatever she wanted. And also everyone who worked with her said that she was a pleasure to work with and she wasn't that way, you know, and like, God knows if they wanted to tell a negative story, they would have sold it. Yeah, exactly. They would have been able to sell it by now. So it's not like she's some Hollywood diva, but his, his whole thing. Yeah. Is like, Oh, you can tell someone's like, you can like diagnose someone with a personality disorder based on the faces they make. But also I've noticed like, if you actually watch his videos, he doesn't, actually say it he doesn't really say anything he does the slow motion oh nick in the the nicola peltz brooklyn beckham one 
He's like, she's leaning on his shoulder and his shoulder is being pressed down. And then it's like close up on her face. And, but he doesn't actually say what he means by that. And then the whole YouTube comments is like, yeah, you can tell she wears the pants because she's pushing on his shoulder. He doesn't ever say anything. Well, what he does is I think he does do like very sensational captions or like titles. So like, yeah, sort of says what he means at the beginning. It's like he, he like basically like, like throws out a thesis in a very theatrical YouTube title card way whatever the beckham one was what was the it was like titled even if it was like problems already emerging or something it was something like that where it was like already right. already this is bad news the relationship doomed from the starts that kind of vibe and then i start watching and it's like the first things he says is like i don't think it's we're gonna start first with the pictures from the wedding then we'll get into the affair itself and it's like the pictures it's like notice here that brooklyn beckham is lightly his hand the way it rests lightly over his crotch he's protecting his genitals and it's like what like i think he's just sitting in a pose and like somebody like that's just where his hands were there and then it's like and then look at his frankenstein shoes and it's like he's now just fucking ripping on their fashion (laughs) like like okay and then he was like and look at her smile there's nothing behind that smile. In fact, it's not a smile. There's like a meme thing going around where it's like the smile emoji and it's like, but is she smiling or is she angry? Or is the smile smiling or is the smile angry? It's like, that's basically what he's doing to Pelts. He's like, it, she's smiling, but we know when we look at her behind the eyes and the way that one of the eyebrows is slightly lifted, she is not happy. And it's like, I don't know. I think, I think she's probably pretty happy on her wedding day. Okay, I will say it was shocking how no one was smiling in any of the photos from that wedding. Well, and that's also the other piece of it. Right. That's true. No one was smiling, but I also think it's not like we can read into that because clearly that's a style choice. Yeah. And it's also like, I hate to say it's about the younger generation, but I think it is a generational choice with like, with Gen Z, they, they are so aware of the way that they look. Like, I don't think someone getting married like 10, 15, 20 years ago would, I I think the happiness would just show. But now people are so aware of the way that they look that they're like, oh, I know this is the best way that my face looks. And I know there are Vogue cameras here. So this is what I'm going to look like. Well, and I wonder too, because the Beckhams are such like UK royalty in the end. And like, you know, at the end of the day, they didn't have the Kardashians to look up to and everybody get Brazilian butt lifts. They had this like serious monarchy where everything is. It's almost like I felt like the photos, yeah, they weren't smiling, but I didn't think it was because they were depressed. I think it was because they were sort of trying to be like regal. Like there's sort of a seriousness to we're posing for the family portrait where the new the united states uk's like we're the new british royals in the united states sort of thing like i don't know i felt like it was just more of like a more of like a tone thing where they were like this is serious this is this is the marriage of these two forces of nature right like like two dynasties merging yes yeah but it's like okay sure but but I think you're right. Though. Like, I don't know. It's such a thing, too, where younger people don't smile online. I mean, look, there were so many fucking phases of photos. We were, instead of choosing to smile in photos, we were choosing to do, like, this. Who was? You? Oh, my God. That was such a big trend where people were, like, kneeling in front of things and doing, like, the prayer thing. Or it would be, like, you know, I'm trying to think of different, like, I mean, first of all, yes, me. Yes, me. I'll send you a few. <laughs> yes, me. Fuck you. Yes, me. Yes, me. But also... Okay. I feel like there's, you know, like we, there's like things that we do in front of that aren't well, also, I, I have like a performativeness that we, time to take a photo. Now look really serious and put your gang signs up. Right. And I will say, okay, I have two points. First point that I would always say to girls at Galore is when you make those serious dead eyed trying to be sexy faces in photos, nothing ages worse than that. When you look back at that photo, when I look back at my 
photos from college from the American Apparel Indie Sleaze 1.0. Yeah. And I'm trying to look, I'm trying to look like I'm out of lookbook.new, you know, making yeah. this like dead face. I look like such a tool idiot. Well, and I look, look like I'm taking the pose. You can see that you're acting. And you can see that I'm like, oh, this is a cool outfit and I need people to know that I'm cool. And now that it's 10 years old, it's the cringiest outfit ever. And I look like such an idiot. <laughs> so I would always say to girls like Laura, I'd be like, smile in your pictures because then you look like you're not taking like, it's not like, oh, girls smile. It's like, you literally are going to look like an asshole when you, when you like five years from now, when you look back and you have an Avril Lavigne necktie around your waist as a belt and you're making a face. That's actually really good advice. That is so real. Like, unless you are actually posing for the cover of something professionally, don't act like your pictures are for anything other than to capture the memories of the moment. So you might want to just remember them happy. Right. And then the second thing is I went through a friend of mine, a guy friend who I went to grad school with who was younger. He let me go through his hinge or his tinder or whatever which is obviously the most fun thing anyone can ever let you do and these girls are like literally they they just make themselves look like blow-up dolls like their lips are slightly parted their eyes are dead and i'm like this is so sad like these girls look like like they, they don't look like happy, fun people. And it's just making me really sad that like they think this is what guys want to see. And yes, I am assuming that that's why they're doing it because they're on a dating app. No, those are the pictures that they chose for the date. I'm sure that there are some photos in the archive where they have a grin. No, they have, they would have none. No, no, and they I, mean, would look- I mean, in their, in their phone role, but on the oh, app, yeah, yeah, these yeah. are the ones they're choosing to be like, attract yourself to me. Right. You're lo- like, why do you want to look like, like a sex doll? Like, why do you even want to attract a guy who would be into that? It's really weird. It was like, and it was, I'm telling you, it was every single girl one after another. No, Molly, you're actually, you're, you're spitting so much fire right now that like, you're honestly burning me to a crisp. I mean, I want to say that like, number one, number one, everybody young needs to listen to this podcast. I don't know how to, what do I need to post? Do I need to post a Tamagotchi to get it going? But I will post something benign and banal. I'll post something boring and young to get everybody listening. But little girls, listen here. Right. You don't actually look cooler when you're not- Did you say Tamagotchi? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like, what would be a thing I could just put in a picture (laughs) for young people? Way to age us. Way to age us. No, they're back. They're back. They're back. Did you see the new Tamagotchi thing where you can screenshot the, the baby's life or whatever? But anyway, it's- um. It's it's like what you just said, actually, I've never thought about. And I actually want to say, I don't think the people on the apps are thinking about. And you actually just revealed your Scorpio fucking, your Scorpio Mars in the eighth Scorpio house. Because you're right. Everybody is looking like sex. What you just said, you're like, they all look like sex dolls, like lifeless sex dolls. And why would they want to attract guys that are attracted to that? I don't think anybody's mm-hmm. even thinking about that. Sex dolls or whatever. I think they literally just thinking like, I'm a model yes you're right and they're like i look good in this picture because that's how all the girls yes. the young girls like Haley bieber bella all of them they don't smile on the red carpet which is obviously not a new phenomenon but well, I think it's that just comes now- from, like runway though right like i i feel like runway it's like no affect that's like it's like it starts with like couture where it's like walk like you're dead with legs walk like you're dead with legs mm-hmm. i don't think it starts with the sex doll like hypothesis in mind but i do think you're right that that's the 
that is the message, whether it's like subconscious or not, that you just look like a lifeless, a, yeah, like a lifeless pussy pal or whatever, like pocket pussy, who is just like, I'm, I'm here to be beautiful. I'm here to be used. I'm here to be beautiful. Fuck me, men who hate women. Like, and it, right. It isn't actually mm-hmm. an attract, like to me, when I think about like attractive photos of myself, it's not, it's not the ones where I'm like dead fucking serious. It's the ones where like, I'm laughing. Cause I'm yeah. showing like, look, look at me. Look how fun this bitch is. But right. Vitality. Vitality. Yes. Effervescence. I should bubble. You should bubble off the page. Yeah, especially for finding a partner because it looks more like just to be really gross and weird about like, you know, our caveman brains. Like we want someone who looks healthy and young and, and like they're going to survive a plague. And when you're standing there with a dead face and not moving your limbs, you kind of look like you aren't going to get through the the next ice age. You look like you've already been frozen. <laughs> yeah. How did we get on this? Oh, because that's what all their photos Health were like. Health and Beckham's dead serious celebrity star wedding. Everyone was dead ass serious. But then I was happy because I saw one person who was there who posted a picture on her Instagram and she looked really happy. So I was like, okay, good. People were smiling. I, I feel like once but the not- drink started flowing, everyone was like, fuck it, we're happy. But – you know, I also think that, like, in particular, Posh, Mother Posh, Spice, Posh Spice, Victoria Beckham, I feel like there's, like, a few pictures of her from, like, when they first, when she and Dave first met, where she's grinning ear to ear. But I feel like her whole brand is Don't Smile. Yeah, but I kind of love it for her because she's also low-key a hilarious person. Oh, I know. I love her. And- yeah, and she talks about it. And she's like, like someone said to her one time on her reality show or whatever, why don't you ever smile? And she was like, because it would disappoint my fans. Like, that's, that's funny. Such a, but, but I, but I also understand where like at her child's, her, her oldest child's wedding to another like supermodel. She, I mean, I could even see her having a pep talk, like, remember that people don't want you to smile and like just filling their brains with that gobbledygook. It's like, posh, just cause it worked for you. Like, no, Britney's kids, I hope that they can, I hope that their sentences are, are legible. <laughs> Let's not be. I, I, no, sometimes you can take me literally. I'm not my mother. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're not posh spice, Brooke. Well, I guess nobody needs to know. I just I told you the, the the phenomenon of the updo and how it actually got the thing that I've been avoiding trying to find because of all of the boxes in this basement. It's the only. Oh yeah. So Molly made a. Tell them about your post. I wrote. This is just a whole hour of me recapping my own tweet. Which is what? No, you just Capricorn Molly. This eclipse cycle coming up is so fucking major for you. You actually don't even know. You should come to the moon oh. on Saturday. Not only because we really we kind of fucking need you, but also because um, it you're you are activated right now in ways that I'm not sure you actually realize. And what like what? Well, the eclipse that's coming. So the eclipse cycle that is coming up. You know, like I always think I'm getting in trouble. I know. But I always think I'm on the verge of getting in trouble. No, no, your life. We've only just begun. No, I told you. Uh, I think I said it on the pod months ago. I was like, April's going to be huge month for you. You got to just keep moving towards the division of the thing that you want. Whatever you say that you want, you're going to get. Everything you say that you want, you keep getting. Even the fact that now everybody is aware of the the European coffee crisis. Okay, that's true. I've literally been banging this drum for four years. I wrote about it for Business Insider, and no one read it. No one clicked on it. Unreal. It was probably yeah. my lowest read post ever. Literally, she, business. In, she, she was published, 
and it was ignored by the public. But I said, you're coming into a very, very magical moment where you're actually going to really realize not only who the fuck you are, but everyone's going to realize who the fuck you are too. And now this eclipse cycle. So this full moon is the last full moon before this eclipse cycle begins. It's in Taurus and Scorpio. Your Mars is in Scorpio. Your moon is in Taurus. So there is going to be to me, when I think of your chart, I, I think you are coming in to a moment of divine retribution. Good. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We finally liked your post. Pa, ra, pa, pum, pum. We want bigger coffees. Pa, ra, pa, pum, pum. How long can I go with this? I was so, you, you posted that Bethany thing and I'm like, we're better than that. <laughs> the what thing the bethany i mean i loved it the bethany p davidson song but i was like oh we can we can compete we can compete oh i loved that that was every time (laughs) talk about spitting fire her podcast has been really good lately bethany frankel's podcast i do think she's i think like we would like her uh you gotta watch more of the show okay okay, okay. that fair okay that's fair i don't know but i do think from what i know about her i do i do have respect for her oh definitely i love her i love her i've loved her for years Definitely. But it's just like, if you watch the show, you can see how like, if she puts you in her crosshairs, she can just eviscerate you with words in like two seconds. And no one here appear. No, no, no. Bring her. I need friends like that. We need people. That's a comedian. Okay. Maybe she's not a comic. She's not doing jokes at the club. If you can eviscerate someone in 0.2 seconds, you're a comedian. Yeah, but it's. You just got to watch. Yeah, that. I'll watch. Did you I'll watch Scary? I didn't watch Scary Island yet because this week was so – I actually was so busy this week, but I'm going to watch this week because Friday, if anybody wants to know astrologically, it's a TV day. It's a. It's literally – the universe is giving us like a break on Friday and it's basically just like literally just relax and then you'll be prepared for the moon you will on Saturday. Friday is one of the – today actually is maybe the biggest day of astrology this year, but then Friday is probably the – most nothing day of astrology of this year. So I think I've actually put in my calendar, uh, Friday of next week is TV day. See, you should make a TikTok about that and that would do really well. And don't overthink the production values of it. Literally just sit there and say it. Like map out your bullet points, say it into the camera and make the TikTok. Well, you know, this is what I really needed in a way it's a really good, it's like why you just do things and it's like you don't have to know beforehand. You have to discover it during the process. Now that I even have that, it's like I feel like I, like I sort of write out loud. Like I feel like I have a draft now. I could, I'm going to hear the recording and go, okay, that's the script. And then I can go from there. I'm gonna, maybe I'll try that. And then I'll put horse girl in the end. Yeah, you can do, you don't have to put horse I, girl. I kind of think it's really funny because I've started on this trend to just do like, it's like if I can link everything back to horse girl, maybe that's where it's like my shit doesn't go viral. Cause I'm obviously some girls try too hard and on and on and on and on, you know, cause I'm like, I will make horse girl the thing. And then it's like, why is every single post horse girl, you know, and nobody understands and maybe it like makes it less cool, but I don't know. I want to go hard on horse horse girl why is there an irish flag behind you <laughs> because i can't believe i've never noticed that before Be- i know how did i never notice that you know i i fell so in love with nick and your relationship when i did that reading for you guys no i'm just kidding um the reason there's an irish <laughs> flag is because the we are renters in this house and the guy who you know is the contractor for the house and is the landlord for the house is from ireland 
Kevin. Oh, we, we do be contracting. We do be oh, contracting. And honestly, it's like, he's cool. Like, it's literally, look at the way he did this. It's literally, he made a party room. There's a dartboard. There's a chalkboard. There's a flag. There's a globe. Some of the stuff is my mom's, all the African drums are my mom's, but like all the, all the silly stuff. Cultural appropriation. Well, you know. Get some Jewish drums, Myra. Oh, I mean, I think every word she says could be counted as baiting the drum, but no, we have, we have, um, I don't know if the Jews really had drums is, you know, we just, we really do oil. We really do oil and candlelight. So we have a lot of that and we have mezuzahs. Um, but you know, but it's funny though, because like none of the doorbells work in the house. We actually have two doorbells inside the How house. Did you look? Okay. She's been smoking a blunt or a joint for the last like five minutes. And now you're just talking even faster and even more. This is what it does to me. I'm not a tired That's weed. A- I'm not a tired weed girl. I'm a, oh, now we're having fun. I'm relaxed. I'm like a pee my pants girl i can't drink i can't smoke weed i'm literally like i am peeing my pants right now and then i have to look at my pants and make sure they're not being peed and then i can relax and then five minutes later i'm like oh my god i'm peeing my pants and then i'm like no that's first of all that's how i feel when the seat warmer's on so i actually know exactly what you mean when i'm driving in the car and the yeah. warmer it's like I and then pee. i'm like and then i'm like okay i'm not peeing my pants but everyone definitely hates me my mom hates me my dad my sister my fiance, my dog, everyone hates me. Unless, because I know for you, you actually might, like Molly could be sharing this story in a way that we would all listen and think, wow, that's fucking sucks. Except that Molly might love this. So I want to confirm, do you, like, because you do sometimes love to go a little mental, a little mentally hard on yourself. Like, is it, is it like in any way, like, yeah, everyone does fucking hate me. I, yeah, I fucking suck. No, I hate it. It makes me sad. It's definitely not the drug of choice for you. You know what it's like? I think for both cases, it's like when people smoke weed before shows, like if we both smoke weed before shows, it will enhance our performance in whatever way. And both are funny, but very different no. ways. Like if you actually were on stage as a character who thought they might be peeing and not sure, I would, I would watch that. No, if I smoked weed before I went, actually, like, like that kind of makes me want to. I start the moon with a weed ritual. That kind of makes me want to, like, come out of retirement and actually do a live show. No, I'm not going to do that because we'll I would have to out. go somewhere. We'll sell out theaters, Mom. We'll sell out theaters and we'll stay at the Ritz. Tell everyone about the Moon Yule for Saturday. I don't know if I'm going to make it because I am. I I'm having a real problem. This is what I need to really. This is what I'm beating myself up about right now because I'm always, you know, self-flagellating. I'm like Michael Shannon in Boardwalk Empire <laughs> with the, the whip in the back, the bell and being like, Ugh. that's why I thought when you were saying what happened when you smoked weed that you might liked it. Everyone hates me. Ugh. Everyone hates me. Ugh. I, but I don't like it. I hate, I, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I need to read a atom- I need to continue reading Atomic Habits because it actually was helping me change my inner monologue. But anyway, what I'm, going through right now is I'm like, okay, I have all these trips I have to go on because of weddings, because of my wedding, just a ton of stuff. And I'm like, all I want to do is stay in one place and sit with my dog. I literally don't want to go anywhere. And then I'm like, I'm so lucky, first of all, that I can afford to do all this stuff. It's like a dream of my life was to just be an adult who travels everywhere. And after my wedding, I don't know anyone else who's getting married. So I'm like, this could be the end of the road. I need to like embrace that I'm doing all this stuff and not be such a little bitch about it. So I'm really working on like changing my mindset around uh, like travel exhaustion and and like being burnt out on traveling because also the other problem is just the genuinely just the airport gives me anxiety because there's too many people around me. Well, okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. 
few things. The first thing I want to say, and if you fall asleep on the Zoom, that's fine. Um, and I have your chart up. Oh, well. No. What? He peed on the floor? He, no, he's licking his Get the surgery? No, he didn't get the surgery yet, but he's just, he keeps licking his dick and I'm trying so hard to get him to stop. I'm, I'm putting the, um, I'm talking about the dog, by the way. I'm putting the oh, they cone know. on. Oh, him. they know. I kept all that in. No. <laughs> I know. I'm putting the cone on him to get him to stop, but he, I just caught him doing it again. Okay. Anyway, sorry. What were you saying? My first reaction to what you were sharing was tell everyone you have COVID. Okay. Period. But if actually you're going to go on the trips and you're right. I am going on the trips because they're all important and I care about like doing like being there for people and going to their stuff. It's important to me. Like yeah, it, totally. I really think and it is it's fun. important when you're not in your head about it. It is fun. Exactly. I love like you're ruining your own time. Exactly. Because I'm because I'm. Like when I'm in the moment, obviously I'm going to have the best time no matter where I am. It's just like the rigmarole of getting there and getting back and packing. Right. And and I'm just like that. It Like I'm not upset that I have to travel. I'm upset at like the travel. disruption. Get to travel. Yeah, I know exactly. what. And it's actually also, again, I'm so sorry to make everything an astrology lesson, but but that's the best part of being alive right now, everything being an astrology lesson. Okay. It's the only thing I have. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, I have no will to live. So um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to save up to get. True. I have to save up to apply for a new passport. LOL. I hope I get it in time. But it's like, oh no, it is expired. Oh, it's from like it is expired. But it, it, there's a whole renewal thing. I, this has, I can just fill it out. And my mom's like, no, we should just go to the place because she needs one too. So we might just go to the place. And Casey said I could expedite it. Yeah, you pay more, which means hey, everybody get some readings. I got to go to Molly's wedding. I, I get. To go. Yeah, I get to go, and you get to pay for it. So um, <laughs> <laughs> no, cash is my love language. No, but so um. I, uh, this is, but what I was saying is like, this is truly a Capricorn podcast and a Capricorn Taurus. Like what you're describing is the nature of your, it, it is your chart. And even your Chiron in the fourth house in Gemini, everything is so layered. Gemini isn't just like partners and siblings. It's like location. It's, it's like your local community, that wound in the fourth house. There's a part of you that just longs to feel settled in a local community. And the irony though, is that that's actually opposite your, your midheaven, your legacy in Sagittarius, which on the one hand could be a very stoic philosopher i'm saristotle you could be molly you know what's your philosopher name right let's find a rhyme a pun but um the other thing that Sag- i don't know enough well i'm gonna look it up i love i just i love wordplay but the other part of the, the the legacy of sagittarius is travel it is like going it's like culture it's going to all the places it's doing all the things and i think but then that that no what is it what does a taurus moon want more than anything in the world Stay couch couch with dog couch with dog Face mask, couch with dog. The other night, that mm-hmm. the happiest picture I think you posted all year. No. Oh, I'm yeah. Opposite was... of dead-eyed, the light in your eyes with your face mask, with your dog watching Housewives of Atlanta. I felt so, I felt so, like, you filled my cup with that photo. You were so joyful. The, just thank from, you. From not, it wasn't the biggest smile. I'm saying, we, you don't have to be cheesy if you look happy in pictures, you guys. We're not telling you to fucking tease. We're telling you to smize is actually, I think, what I'm saying. Smile with your eyes. That's it. Smize. I'm going to smize all day while I'm packing and going to the airport and freaking out. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to smize. And I think the other thing I would say is just like for me, because I travel around all the time everywhere. And sometimes it is stressful. I like it. But it's sometimes just like, why am I doing this? And why am I overdrafting at the airport? Why am I even going to this person's house to wipe their ass, et cetera, et cetera? I do a lot of caretaking. And um, (laughs) whose ass are you wiping? Don't answer that because I have to go to bed. Anyway, the bottom line is sometimes it helps me either 
ground. This is where I use ritual, where it doesn't have to be something about my physical home. My, my Venus is in the fourth house. I, I need to do ritual. But that's where it's like the moon will to me, like it's, it's, it's actually so firm as a po- goalpost in my life that everything else collects around it. And it takes away a lot of, I think, the anxiety that you're feeling, which is just like, because it, it also is overwhelming. It's too much. You know what I mean? Like, we don't want to carry a mic around with you to fucking all the weddings. But then you're also like, am I lazy? Does that mean I'm lazy? And it's like, no, it doesn't mean you're lazy. And it doesn't mean you're wrong for trying to do that. It means that there's like a wishy-washy decision point about like when it comes to work or the things that you're not doing at home. Like, what are the things, like, if you could think of things that aren't bound to, and that actually will help your Sagittarius rising, your Sagittarius midheaven. Because if you were bound, like, serious boundaries around certain parts of your life that had nothing to do with, like, physical location, but you were serious about them. Like, if you just were someone that was, like, psychotic and it was like, I'm sorry, I have to run six miles every morning. You would, sorry, that's actually just a normal thing to do. That's not even a long way. I want to say that's my own shit. I, I'm, there's nothing wrong with me. I understand that's not, that's a bad example. It's not psychotic to run in the morning, but, and, and it's so much better than what I've planted my life into. I'm doing fucking party showcases. I'm doing moon rituals for the public, right? But anyway, the bottom line is when you don't have guesswork, it's like why, it's why they all want to wear the black turtleneck. When you don't have guesswork, and it just is what it is. And it's not about like, but I love her. But this, it's like, no, there's nothing. I will be there for you in whatever way I can. I will go to all your shit. I'll be an incredible friend. But for me, I do this thing every time there's a newer full moon. And you can come with me or not, but I do it. I'm not saying that it should be you for the moon, although definitely would be great. But I would do it with like some something where it's like. No, what it is, I need to have I need to have all my clothes around me. Bring, no, bring more clothes have- than you need and throw them around. Pay the $30 for I, the extra I, bag. I don't need them to, I don't need to throw them around. I just need to have all of them. And even when I have the extra bag, it's still not enough. I need every shoe, every outfit that I own. And, and it's like, if I am on a trip and I don't have the right outfit, I, if I'm anywhere and I don't have the right outfit, life ruining ruins. Okay. Everything. I have, a, I, I maybe have a hack. Okay. What if you purposefully don't bring the right outfits and let it be an adventure in shopping and you blog or something? But if you actually, cause you're, because you're, that's you're, what I, yeah, but your North Node in Pisces in the first house is kind of literally going like, I, you have, I think you're doing something that shows that you absolutely trust the universe completely, especially in the creative and self, um, like self expressive arts that you fully also, you're like, you're working with God. You might, inc- you might become like a, a fashion blogger. I can't do that because that's what I did in New York and Miami. I was like, I'm going to buy my whole new spring yeah. wardrobe. And and I spent every day shopping and not in a fun way. It was necessity oh. shopping instead of fun shopping. And it was terrible. Mm. It was like I was in Miami and I was like, I actually have nothing to wear to the wedding. So I had to go. I had I, I spent so much time shopping and not enjoying myself. And that's where I do think that the thing there, not to keep like life hacking, because I do think making your life about shopping, I, I kind of do like, but shopping in a fun way. And like, if you want to be a housewife, that's kind of part of it, Mal. So sorry, like dress for the job you want. Okay. But it's like, I know that's you got to get with it. Just, but here's what I think. I think just have at least always with you, like a little black dress. Well, yeah, I did buy a really good little black dress, but then here's the other thing. People dress different at weddings here and in the U.S. What do you mean? It's like weird to show your shoulders at a wedding in Europe. Oh my god, you're gonna have to. I don't go to weddings even here. So like, I re- I'm about to wear my fucking sweatpants and sp- I was I was actually gonna ask if you could make me a space trash dress for the wedding. Listen, Lulu's.com. You will find something flattering for everyone and in every color under the sun. Lulu's.com is the best for 
wedding guest outfits. It's basic, but it's really good. I was in Miami and I was shopping everywhere. Terrible, terrible, wasting all of the daylight hours when I should have been laying by the pool, walking to Nordstrom Rack, not finding jack shit. So what I ended up having to do is I ordered something from Lulu's, overnighted it to the hotel, and it worked. Hey, Lulu's, we want to work with you. Anyway, the bottom line is, I think a little black dress is the actual only thing. There are a few things where, Taurus Moon, you need that. You need things that, even if you don't have everything, Capricorn Moon wants everything. Pisces, rising Pisces, wants every option, right? Gorgeous, gorgeous. And then your Venus in the 12th house in Aquarius, you're literally like, it literally depends on the moment. Like, exactly. feel into the, you need to like, feel into the right look. Like, I know what you mean. Right. I also need you to give me wedding instructions. I don't go to any weddings. I need you to give me wedding instructions of what I am and am not allowed to wear if eventually my passport does come back on time. But the last thing I will say. Don't wear white. Okay, that is insult. That's worse than saying Molly needed a master's. <laughs> <laughs> space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Face trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.